everybody. It's me, Brian. And Rick. And we are back for another episode. Today, today we're going to talk about the generational gap in the trades because uh, that's just something that the industry is plagued with right now. I think we're finally starting to open up to the broader picture of the country really talking about this problem. You know, up, in, up until recently, the only people talking about it have been the trades. Everyone else has just kind of let it fall to the wayside. But uh, now I think the world is beginning to wake up, or at least the overall general U.S. is beginning to wake up to the fact that we have no one coming into the skilled trades. That's it, man. We're looking for a middle ground for the young youngsters to understand that we need them. Like this economy, the growth, construction in general with the trades, if they they don't get involved, like we're we're hurting, and the guys with the knowledge are slowly falling one after another in retirement. Yeah. And so, and I've talked about this, uh, in multiple locations. I think I've talked about it on my diesel and iron channel. I also, which if you guys are totally unfamiliar, uh, if you get on YouTube and search equipment world, uh, they have a show called the dirt that I actually host on behalf of equipment world. And I've, I've done an episode on that show talking about it's not only the fact that we have this kind of generational gap coming in the trades but also there's there's this huge communication gap between the older generations and the newer generations and it's like they're talking on two totally separate wavelengths and as a result you have all of the old timers saying this fucking generation doesn't want to work which is typical old man talk all day and then you've got the younger generation going these guys are a bunch of fucking assholes. I don't want to be in this industry. Right. And no one's communicating on the no. same wavelength. Yeah, but you got to remember the old timers, like a flip phone was a big deal. Oh, yeah. And like, then this like new to you, a flip phone was my style. Was a big deal. That's my mentality. But <laughs> the, the new, real cute, yeah. the new generation that's out has evolved the world so much and like took it by storm. Like this is the greatest time to ever be alive. Like. They're so creative with the technology. Like it's so exciting. It's so exciting for the um, technology side of everything because they've just changed like the palm of the hand in your world now with everything. So yeah. the cutting edge of like technology on machines or any new involved trades to run in your whole life on a telephone. Like what would we do without it these days? Like they have changed it that much. But they're missing such experience and knowledge of like reality versus cell phone technology. Like, there's got to be a middle ground here to get these guys to come in because we need them. Yeah. Yeah. Infrastructure, plumbing, houses, bridge. Like, we need them. And they did that with this technology. Like, they could help change the way construction's evolved. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, so to kind of back up, let's, let's talk about kind of what the root cause is behind this because there there truly is a generational gap like traditionally getting into the trades you had dad or your uncle or you had a, grandpa you had a way in. yeah you yeah. had a, you had someone that was in the trades whether it was and we're not even talking specifically earth moving it's literally uh, any plumbing, of the trades electrical yeah. hvac all of it you had someone that you knew that was in the trades a family business uh, yep yeah, and and so when you wanted to get into the trades, you knew what to expect. Like you knew what the typical talk on the job was. You knew how people treated each other. Uh, you knew what the working conditions were like. You like you had gone and shadowed them at some point in time. 
as a kid. It was a way of life though. Yeah. And, and like the whole family was involved, but yeah. then, but then something stopped and, right. and that changed. And it was the fact that college is the only way to be successful. That's well, what, that's it was, what we it was, told everyone first. It was first. pushed though. It oh, was yeah, pushed. 100%. Like, I was told you couldn't make a living in the trades. You oh, know, absolutely. you wouldn't, you wouldn't mount absolutely. to nothing. And it's one of the most exciting jobs out there because nothing's ever the same. There's not a repetitive motion. And, you know, you can make money with your hands. Yep. And this whole facade of go to college to get somewhere to have the American dream and live life is just, it's smoke and mirrors. Well, uh, so <clears throat> this is where I will say in the defense of, so I'm 30. We were just discussing this before we started the podcast. I think I'm 36 now. And that's where I will kind of defend my parents' generation is because that's where it all kind of flips. So so there was a time where, which it's, it's funny, my wife, Melissa, was reading a book the other day that's set back in, I don't know, I think it was like the late 1800s, mid 1800s. And the author was describing this brother that was totally worthless, that couldn't do anything. Right. And he, he was just... A, literally a, a sap and a drain on the family. So they sent him off to college to do something with them. So there, it's funny because at one point in time in this country, like college was what you did with those who weren't worth anything and you just right. wanted to get rid of them. Right. And then somehow that flipped to where college was the way like you had to be worth something and the worthless guys wouldn't go to college. Right. And so go run a shovel. Yeah, exactly. So, so that flipped but that did make me laugh when she read me that quote. But but it is interesting because that did flip to where you went to college and you did. You were almost automatically guaranteed, you know, back in like the 80s where you would come out and make twenty twenty five thousand $25,000 a year out of high school doing doing a trades job. Yeah. And they, but if you went to college, you would come out and you'd make sixty to seventy grand a year. Like no questions asked. You were straight into a middle management position. You had this really cushy job. You had really good earning potential. And that was 100% the case. Like that was an actual thing for our parents' generation. Yes. And then, and then right about the time we started coming out of college, it was, it was, like I said, I'm about 36 years old. Uh, I graduated high school in 2003. Um, I went to college. I took the scenic route. So I, I spent six years there, only had a bachelor's degree to show for it. So I, I did take the scenic route through college. But that being said, we came out right on on the cusp of the crash, the big crash. Yep. And all of a sudden, we were we were told that all of our wildest dreams would come true if we went to college. Except my generation came out of college and we were like, wait, 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 wait. Now you're saying I have to compete with, you know, thousands of middle management that had been laid off from their jobs due to the uh, due to the crash. Now I have to compete with these guys for entry level business positions yeah, all age gaps oh yeah all yeah. yeah and and that's what it turned into is it used to be all you needed was that college education and you walk right into this position that paper well now all of a sudden all of these job descriptions are calling for like six to ten years of management experience to get into this entry level data analyst position right it's like how the fuck are you supposed to have 10 years of management experience for an entry level position when i just got out of college three months ago well, and they so, they used to do that everywhere, though. That was just the golden ticket, you know. Yeah, 
If just, you if you had that college degree, you you walked into a nice cushy job. That's what and, was taught. And so that yeah, well, and that's what that's actually reality up until the crash is that was what would happen. Mm-hmm. And but that's where it all flipped. And so that's why, I you know I I'm very careful when I have these sorts of conversations about college because I'm I'm 100 of the mindset that this this uh, country, if not globally, we push higher education. To the point that it's it's ridiculous. It's it's yeah. a propaganda machine. Well, everything we're teaching anymore to young kids to high school and some into college, like what we're teaching on some of this stuff isn't irrelevant to right. the today's world. Right. You know. But that's that's where I'm I'm careful not to hate on our parents' generation too bad because of the fact that when they were telling us college is the way to go to set yourself up for life, they were speaking out of their truth like that was the case but with the crash that all kind of changed and so what's happened since then you know we're talking 2008 so it's been almost 20 years not quite you know 15 or so i'm not gonna i'm not about to do the math right now while i'm trying to actively podcast here it's, it's not right. gonna happen it's okay. So, it's okay. but <laughs> we just know there's a demand we know here, that, okay yeah but we know that <clears throat> even after the crash even and we've never fully recovered from that you still uh will come out of college with Anywhere from let's be conservative and say forty thousand dollars worth of debt up to you know sixty thousand dollars worth of debt just for a bachelor's degree, but there's not that carrot waiting for you at the end. There's not this like amazing job that's got fantastic pay. And the reality is, because I have a ton of friends that all went to college, the reality is because it's being pushed so hard, uh, a bachelor's degree is kind of like the new high school diploma. Like it doesn't separate you from the herd like it did with our parents' generation. A bachelor's degree was huge. Now, if you really want to separate yourself from the herd, you almost have to go for a doctorate because people have caught on to the bachelor's degree not being enough. So now I'm going to go get my master's. Well, Well, it used to be enough just to get you in front of the next person. Sure, But now it's to the point where everyone's like, well, now I'm going to go for my master's. But because everyone's now going for their master's, now the bachelor's degree doesn't even hack it. And the master's degree makes you another one of the masses well, you they used to, to get, get your, a minor yeah. in something too like a backup oh, yeah, plan like a two-year associate's yeah. degree just used to in be a thing. case yeah 100 percent. Right? and so and so what's happened is secondary education has been pushed so hard that no one has really given the trades a fair shot for the last call it 20 ish years pretty close 20 25 years somewhere in there like i caught the bottom wave of it yeah so and so for for 20 to 25 years the trades have been you can get into that if you can't hack it in college you can you can go do that if school isn't for you like it's oh i failed and now i get to go into the trades well the elephant in the room though like the times have evolved technology is amazing colleges are expensive everything's up into price Right. Everything's just so expensive. Oh, I'm not going to let colleges off the hook there, though. No, that's. But you know what the one thing is about all these people going to college? They don't tell them that it's not an unforgivable debt. Like yeah. you can't oh, bankrupt yeah. going to school and getting this loan. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> it was hilarious because what would I grew up like you went the biscuits and gravy route. I went through the trenches of construction at the bottom. Right. And a lot of these people, five, eight years later, a handful of people that I know and a handful of people that 
just in general, you meet in time. Uh, half of the people that went to college that I knew didn't even go into the field that, that they, they went the to school in. for because yeah. it was paying fifteen, sixteen dollars an hour. Yep. But they were sixty, eighty thousand dollars in college debt. Yep. Then the other half the people, let's say they come out around twenty eight into the trades. They came to the trades because they realized they were making more money and there was a demand for someone to show up in the construction trade than college. Yeah. So here they are trying to pay off this burden of a debt that they didn't use. And not all college is a burden. We need doctors and absolutely some it's, it's lawyers and some place. stuff like it's we, got its place. We need the teachers. We need a system. But it was pushed so hard that like everybody just left the trade when the crash came. Yep. All the colleges go be teachers and lawyers and doctors and make all this money. But this is this is it. This is the elephant of the room of we're talking about. There's such a huge shortage right now that these young kids to the old guys, like the average age of a construction worker is like 40 or 42 years old. Yep. And I started in the trade at 17. Yeah. You know, so. And so let's, so let's kind of, we, we've kind of been working our way through the history, but let's talk about where that, how that gap came into play. So secondary education got pushed and I really feel like it was maybe, I don't know, maybe like the seventies and eighties to where hardcore, like college was the way. And so no one went into the trades unless you just sucked at school, which that's that's really what they said. And not so and they were a lot nicer in the way that they worded it. But really, it was if you suck at school, if you're terrible at school, you can go into the trades and fail. Correct. And so you had everyone go into college for the last 20 ish years. And now that everyone has grown up that went into college you have skipped an entire generation kind of going back to where we started the podcast, where you had dad or grandpa or uncle in the trades yeah. and you knew we've skipped an entire generation, if not two generations of people being in the trades. And so now the guys that are wanting to get into the trades today have no generational tie back to the trades. Well, you know, you touch on that point. Like I grew up around tractors and logging and everything else. A lot of the people older than us grew up around with some sort of like heavy piece of machinery, like a tractor. Or sure. They were helping grandpa on a farm to run in like a little mini trencher to put in some drain tile. Like they were doing something. Now these younger generations, like you're coming out of a subdivision. What'd you run a push mower, a weed whacker? Well, I was about to say, and that's, that's not even, you know, a whole other aspect of this is it, it you know, we've been talking about it from a trades standpoint, but but even from a knowledge standpoint of just like some basic mechanical skills, right? Like these kids have never worked on a car. They've never worked on a small engine. They don't have any basic concept of like, if something goes wrong on a piece of equipment, they don't even know where to start troubleshooting because they've never been exposed to any of those things like our generation was. And and realistically our parents' generation were, I was doing cold starts at eight years old with ether and a screwdriver. Yeah. (laughs) but but no one's done that now this this new generation now that being said you put them in front of like a freaking like a system or the new cat grade control and you show them the technology portion of it and then they'll fucking fly circles around an old timer but when it comes to the actual skills of knowing how to run the equipment and knowing you know like i said knowing how to troubleshoot any sort of an engine issue or anything yeah like they're sunk well and they would actually come out in the trades pretty well hand-eye coordination, whether you're any trade, 
they're playing video games. Oh, yeah. Hand-eye coordination it's is everything. like 80% of what each trade does. Like, sure. You still got the knowledge, which is a huge part, but the way they could fly through these telephones, you look at these... <clears throat> Like forty year olds pick up a telephone. I watched a kid reset my phone once. Four oh, yeah. years old. I hardly even turned the thing on. Yeah. Yep. You know, like they'll do just fine. They got to make this step. And so step up. Yeah, yeah. So the so the the other interesting aspect is you know like we talked about we we've all acknowledged we are we are continuing as a country to acknowledge the the labor shortage in the trades across the board. But the other interesting thing that isn't being talked about nearly as much that I try to talk about whenever possible, because it's so important is the communication gap between the, the communications gap between those generations. And what I mean by that is these old timers have this mentality, which old timers have always had the mentality that the, the new generation doesn't, they aren't worth a the shit. They don't want to work. That's always been the mentality, but I feel like especially now, in the trades, like it is ingrained that the old timers are convinced the second they see you're under the age of 30, oh, yeah, you're, you're not going to be worse. Shit. Oh, it's yeah. already they've already judged you, they've already set it up in their mind that you're just gonna, you're not going to be worth a damn. And likewise, you've got because of the generational gap, you've got these kids that are coming on the job, they have no idea what to expect, they don't know how communication works on the job. That you just, you know. You get bitched at and screamed at because that's how we communicate. Oh yeah. And so what happens is the old timer swears up and down at the at the new kid because he's not worth a damn. And the new kid's going, I'm just trying to fucking learn how to do my job and you won't stop screaming at me. Well, they don't know how to handle it though. It's like the gorilla uncaged comes out of the old timer. Yeah. And he's like, I'm gonna tell you how to do this and you're gonna do this and you can't fucking do this. Go home. Right? What? You suck. And then you get these younger kids, which are badass keyboard warriors. Yep. But they have no social interaction of like confrontation going, going wrong. Like the old school guys, like that's the way you dealt with it. And you got bitched at and yelled at every single day until you learned. And then by 12 months down the road, they might be like, you're catching on. Yeah. That's just their way of teaching these younger generations. Like, you know, the whole cussing, the whole being so rough, and this is how you do it, and hustle. Yep. Like, they feel like they're doing something wrong, not understanding this is how the trades go. Well, and that's that's something, ultimately, that I think, uh, I think that's where the trades actually need to change. And I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers by saying that, because there's very much an attitude in the trades of, you know, I had to learn it the hard way, you should too. And... I'm sorry, but to me, that's such a, that's a dumb attitude. Well, you could learn the smart way, but you still got to let, you still got to let people make mistakes from how they learn. 100%. But like when I was first in the trades getting going, them being lazy and assholes, you know, you're carrying mortar, brick and mortar to build a manhole or anything like that or a ring and you're carrying it across the job site when they could have just loaded it up in the machine helped you out and took it over. Like that's how I learned. That's the way you're going to do it. And these people are like, why am I going to carry 500 fucking pounds across the job site? Take me an hour and run me down when you could just put it on the machine. And it's, and it goes even more beyond that. Like where I get, 
because at the same time, I think we all acknowledge that the the trades has kind of to an extent like a hazing that you go through. And it's not it's not like a college it's dorm. It's a brotherhood. It, it is. It's a brotherhood. So if you you know it's like any other relationship with brothers, you're gonna shit on the younger brother. Yeah. Like that's just part of it. You you're love gonna, the younger you're brother. You're gonna let him make the mistakes. But yeah, you're gonna you're gonna let him you're gonna you're gonna make him hustle and and hump, you know, five hundred pounds of mortar bags across the job site because you need to have that experience. You yeah, need but to we do grew that. we grew up with Tom and Jerry. That's true. They grew up with like powder puff girls. That's true. Big big difference. Like hazing, the pampering. Yeah. Come on now. Well, but so and I'm okay with the hazing to an extent. Like I'm okay with look, you need to learn how to hump. We've all had to do it. Oh yeah. That's where is it? That's what she said. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. But like you've got to if we all had to carry this shit, if we all had to go through it. <laughs> You know, on stuff like that, I totally get that, and I'm all for that. Where where I have my frustrations with the industry is you got a kid that's struggling to learn how to run a dozer and keep grade, and you got five old-timers all leaned up against their equipment over here laughing at the guy instead of one of them just walking over and saying, hey, here's a couple tips. Here's a couple things that'll help you stay on grade. You're digging right here. This is why. Go help him. Right. But that's Go the way they grew him. up, though. They grew but up like that's by what I'm learning. Saying. But that's what I'm saying needs to change in the trades. That's where the older generation's got to step up. It's not just the younger generation that's got to learn how to toughen up. Well, the they do, old by time, all means. The old timer, those got to involve, like, with technology, understanding, like, your skills and everything, your knowledge needs to be, like, on a flash drive, download to social media, YouTube. Kind of like this is their training. So when they want to learn how to go do something, they could go click on it and start to understand. Like they're very techie kind of people. So it's almost like a lot of this stuff that we know from experience needs to come a little more mainstream line techie to these so, younger generations to possibly help them. Well, and that's where, again, the attitude of the older generation is like you're this worthless drain that showed up to the job and I just have to, you know, I just have to stick it out until you quit. Like, I feel like that's the mentality of you a lot do. of old timers. But a lot of people got to be able to set the social media and telephone download well, to uh, and willing to absolutely, learn. Young, absolutely. But think about it. These kids, young men, women come into the field. They started playing with a cell phone at six years old. Right. It was always in their hand. Right. Now they're coming out to a job and this thing's still in their hand. Yep. And then you're going to bitch at me for looking at social media. Like it's, it's, it's a two way piece here. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? And so, I don't disagree with that at all. The younger generation, there's, there are a lot of things that the younger generation has got to recognize that, you know, we can, we can kind of change the mentality of the tradesmen. We can actually change the intake procedures and the training procedures and all of that. But at the end of the day, the, the onus to actually come out and put your phone in your pocket and leave it there and to actually do a hard day's work. Correct. To not quit the first time someone gets in your face or in your business about something like all of that is on the younger generation. You got to step up. You got to step up to the bar. You can't shrink or shrink away from it. So how do you get middle ground though? Well, how do, how do we, I think that's what we've all got to kind of work towards. And I think right now, um, you know, especially what I'm seeing with diesel and iron is I feel like there, there is a, it's a small portion, but there is a portion of this younger generation that is trying to step up to the bar. They are actively seeking out videos and educational material to kind of 
figure out what's involved with being in the trades. And once and what I have noticed has been really interesting. That's why I've, I love doing the diesel and iron channels because I get this unique outside perspective on this. Um, you've got these guys that if if they watch my videos and if they get a realistic expectation of what they're walking into, they don't quit. They stick it out. But it's those guys that have no idea what to expect. They don't have any tie to the industry. They literally walk on green the first day. They get blasted and lit up because they don't know where they're supposed to be. They don't know they're supposed to stay off their phone. Now, guys, I'm not cutting you an excuse. I'm not cutting you slack. Like, it shouldn't take someone telling you to keep your phone in your fucking pocket for you to do it. But let's just, we'll we'll skate over that. They get, they get bitched at and screamed at. <clears throat> And then they quit. Right. And so if I can get in front of them first and say, hey, here's the deal. You got to toughen up. Stick your phone in your pocket. Shut it off if you have to. Don't take it out till the end of the day. And then realize you're going to get bitched at. You're going to get yelled at. That's how this industry communicates. If I can tell them those things before they go hit the job site, I've noticed those are the ones that get back with me. And they say, I'm so glad I watched your content. It's great. I love it here. Right. But you've got to somehow, I think part of that that middle ground is we've got to do a better job as an industry of educating these kids as to what they're getting into. Not not from the standpoint of we need to coddle them, but it is literally they have no idea what they're getting into. And what I always come back to is like, take the trades out of it. If I went to work at a fucking fast food place and I walked in and right off the bat, the manager starts screaming at me because I'm not opening the fucking bag of burgers, right? Or whatever it is. Uh, it's going to take me about 45 minutes before I go, fuck this. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not here to get yelled at. And, and clearly I don't know what I'm doing because all you've done is yelled at me for the first 45 minutes I've been here. Like in that situation, everyone goes, Oh yeah, of course you quit. Why is it different in the trades? Like, why is there this expectation that you're supposed to, enjoy getting bitched at and then stick it out like it's called work but that's not work it's called work it's not you that's, get you get paid to do a job you get paid to do a job you get you don't get paid you to get screamed at that? all day yeah <laughs> you don't get paid to get screamed at all day no you don't and that's that's where the industry <laughs> the trades currently in their current state that's where they need to come forward they well, need the, to take a, a couple steps the older the timers ground. though that's the way they grew up and it's like it's pretty hard to change like a dinosaur, right? So you're not going to twist the old timer. Now, the ones that do evolve, like you see some of the old guys that are on social media and tips and tricks and everything else, like it's very informative. It's very knowledgeable, right? They're getting to grasp it. Like I just met some 83-year-old uh, customers the other day, and this granny was on the ball with technology and social media, having a blast, teaching me something. And I think it could happen. Um, They got to get a lot softer. They're going to have to get a little bit nicer, a little more kind, a little not so outspoken, but yet we got to quit babying these kids that are coming into the world, not just the trades, the world. You run into someone, you piss them off. Like back in the day, we went out and stomped it out. We yeah. didn't go over social media, blasting it all over the place, right? So it's kind of the you done messed up, hey, Ron. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of the same as getting into the trades. So like, if you go to if you ever run into a tradesperson, they're very straight to the point. 
they're very productive when they get to the jobs. The people that are in this field that's been around for a while, they cuss like a sailor half the time, you know, then they walk away from the job and they're acting just a little bit different, but you still, you still see they're a tradesperson. So as a young person coming into this, I mean, it's kind of, you got to just be open. It's, it's not all smoke and mirrors. Like this is what you're getting into. You're getting into, we're here. We just drove an hour, hour and a half. You're here to work for eight to 10 hours. Let's get shit done. Yeah. So we can move on to the next job and it's hustle, 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 not, you know, you're waiting for the next customer like McDonald's to come through and can I help you? Yeah. You have to, you have to perform to get this wage to make money for everybody to get to the next job. And it, and it takes a little bit of, I could do this later. I could set the phone down. I can make a break or at lunch and after work, that's your time. Yeah. And they got to understand that too. Like, how do you, how do you engrave that to someone that's never been molded? to that problem and they got a cell phone in their hand every day. Yeah. I think another huge area that both sides can kind of take a few steps towards the middle on is uh, communication. Uh, this industry is terrible at communication, unfortunately, and, and really trades across the board. Like at the end of the day, we're a bunch of guys out there on a job site trying to get shit done. Correct. And but it takes all of us to be there. Well, it does, but planning, all but of at us the to same time, guys aren't the best communicators. <laughs> like overall guys in general are not great communicators. Right. And so then you get into this situation where it's all of these, like these old hardened veterans of the trade that are already piss poor communicators, but now they're all set in their ways. When you talk about bringing that new kid in with that generational gap, we're talking about, they, the old timers don't communicate expectations. And I'm talking about like silly, stupid stuff that you wouldn't even think about. Uh, and one of the things that I talked about recently on one of the dirt episodes is like no call, no show. That's, that's an area where those timers, man, they were committed. Well, it's one of those things where it would never occur to an old timer that you need to say, Hey, by the way, we got a no call, no show policy. You don't get a comeback after you do a no call, no show, right? Like legit, if you, if you don't show up and you don't let us know why, and it's not some sort of an extenuating circumstance, some sort of an emergency, you're fucking out. Right. You don't get another chance. Let's see, they expect to be paid and they expect that the job's going to be there on Monday. Right. Right. So they'll turn the phone off, not wanting to come to work the next day. So, oh, they can't call me. You know, I could just make up an excuse and not show up today, well, but come Monday, here I am. And then you're looking at the old timers like, you weren't fucking here Saturday. We don't need you here Monday. Yep. And they don't understand. We do this as a community. We do this as a whole. Like it takes all the pieces, including the new guy and the old guy and the in-betweens to make this go around. It's construction. We need everybody to work together because you can't do a job with one guy every day and, be efficient. It takes two, three people. And that's what it takes. Like you to be here with me as I teach you and you get this experience, you can't be on the no call, no show list. You can't be on the telephone and the old timers. They get, they got to explain stuff a little bit more. They got to say, Hey, look, this is why we're doing this. Get off your phone. Yep. Let me teach you something here. Yep. And be open and willing to change and learn. Like, let me teach you what we're doing here. Let me explain to you why. Yep. 
um, I learned from a lot of the old timers. Like I watched and learned. They didn't talk. And if they talked, they were yelling. Yep. And you knew if you were doing something right, it was quiet. And if you're doing something wrong, every fucking bomb word was going oh, off. Absolutely. And tools were flying. Tools were flying and, over your head. Yep. You know, and they 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 rode you up and down every second they could. So right. until you learn. Right. But that was their like form of training. So right. now we're looking at a twenty five year age gap. And that method doesn't work for the new ones. Right. But their methods you know, the old timers had to catch up with the technology that yeah. they created. So there's got to be a, a bubble that blends in together. Anyway, so I'm sorry. Back to what you were <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah, all right. I just want to invite the new people into the industry with a very uh, opening welcome yeah. kind of thing. And, you know, if you're following along on the podcast or Diesel and Iron, uh, hit us up. Ask us some questions. Don't be afraid to ask any question you know get involved see what it's like so you know 100 to to reiterate what rick just said uh one of the reasons rick and i are doing this podcast the reason uh while i started diesel and iron productions which is the the youtube channels um rick has really worked alongside me with creating opportunities to film and teach people because it really is our passion uh, to teach the younger generation the trade. It is it is unfortunately a dying industry because of this, all of these issues that we've been discussing. But absolutely don't hesitate to reach out to us uh, and we would love to answer questions. We coach people. Uh, we have multiple times talked about putting together some training materials and some curriculum where people could come out and work alongside us and actually learn the trade. So if you have interest in that, absolutely don't hesitate to reach 2022 out. 2022 is the year, by the way. Uh, you've decided? Yeah. Rick's just we're, decided. We're coming into the end of the fall season. We got five more months to hash it out and the amount of volume we could do in eight months. I know we could have something for these folks in five. So so let us know if there's interest there. Absolutely reach out. But um. <coughs> But yeah, just to kind of go back to what I was saying, the, the communication between the generations, uh, it, it is a two-way street. The, the older generations have to get better at communicating everything. Like, they do a shit job at teaching right now. They do a shit job at communicating uh, expectations and and what the job entails. And But, but likewise, like the younger generation, you guys also have to step up. And I'm just going to flat out say it. Like, the no-call, no-show... Bullshit is not acceptable. I'm sorry, guys. It's not. I, I don't mean, know if we got to break this down to them. Like old timers haven't played with Legos in many years. Children, it's like Yeg Legos. They're building blocks. You start off with a good foundation. What you're being taught, you will build a masterpiece over time. Please get into the trades. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Um, the other thing I was going to say there on the no call no show. So the communication. Like, if you're not going to make it into work, that's fine. But but at the same time, man up and make the phone call and explain what's going on. And and I bet you would be shocked, even, when the tr- even with the trades, I bet you would be shocked that probably, I don't know, let's call it seven or eight times out of ten, if you explain to your boss what's going on, there's a decent chance he may be pissed at the moment, but there's a decent chance you still got a job on Monday. But if you just flat out don't call and you just don't show up, 
one thing you got to understand about the trades is, it, you know, we talk about this all the time. It's a brotherhood. And that's not like there is an aspect that we talk about it in just like the really nice terms like, oh, it's really cool. We're a brotherhood. But there is a reality to that. There's there's a, a depth to that to where legitimately almost all of the skilled trades are not a one man crew. No. You are part of a crew that works together. And that crew only works well if all cylinders are firing at the same time. And so when you've got one guy that decides, I drank too much last night and I don't feel like coming in. Well, guess what? You know, I'll speak from experience in the dirt world. There goes your truck driver for the day. So that means whatever you were going to do with the hoe, whatever production you were going to try to have with the hoe that day, that's out the window because now you ain't got anyone to drive the truck or likewise you know, you're on a finished grade crew and now your skid steer operator doesn't show up. Well, that totally fucks you for the day. Right. You're, but they set up, they set these up with these crews and it costs a substantial amount of money. Oh, the mobilization just show by itself. Up, Absolutely. And you're counting on them. Absolutely. And sometimes technology, though, they'll ship a text message out, but it doesn't get there till five hours later when you were planning on them being there. Right. Call. And so, you know, the, the, the skilled trades... It's not like the fast food burger joint. It's not like working at a convenience store. It's not like all these other positions where if you don't show up, not a big deal. They can make it without me or they can call somebody else that can be there in 20 minutes. Like you legit screw your entire crew over when you decide to just not show up. And that's, again, something I just don't, I feel like that's not really it shouldn't in my mind be something that we have to communicate. But at the same time. I think it needs to be communicated. I think we really need to drill that point home just so people understand like, no, we're not a bunch of old timers that are just being dicks because right. you didn't show up for work. Right. You legit screwed over the entire crew and you didn't have the courtesy to call, you know, no offense, but fuck you. Right. But you know, on the same note, <laughs> as, the, <Yes>. as the <laughs> kids get older, they'll realize and understand yeah. like, they're not just coaching you along to just coach you for the fuck of it. Like they're legitimately trying to tell you and help you. Right. And you got, you can't, you got to take uh constructive criticism. You can't take it as like, they're disciplining me. I'm doing something wrong. Like they're doing the best that they can to try to explain to you, but you're also starting to step into um, experience. You're starting to get into this is how things happen. This is why and what we do. And just those simple foundations is like a huge benchmark. And once you accomplish that and you take the next step, like this is how this trade works. These yeah. are these are the skills that you need. Like you need to know what a fucking hammer is, a screwdriver, and a level, you know, any anything like that. Cut off, saw, whatever. And when I tell you to go get it. Don't make an hour out of it. Yeah. Put a little motivation in hustle. there. Like, you got to have hustle. Get over there, go get it, and come back. Because remember, we're we're here to work, and we're here to do this in a time frame. Because I want to get home, and I want to see my family. I want to make yeah. my money, but go. Yeah. We're not here to lollygag and just fucking do nothing. Like, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, but let's put a little pep in the step. Right. And that's the other thing is, like, they accomplish one thing and then they just stand there and stare at you and wait for the next order. This isn't an order. This is get in and get involved. I'd rather have to go tell somebody you've done enough. You're doing too much. Now you're doing this wrong. Let me show you. Then have someone sit there just staring at me for the next 
order. Like this isn't, I'm just going to yell at you. You do something. It's, yeah. Get in, get involved, you know, get your hands dirty, <laughs> little sweat, little, you know, a little effort goes a long ways and you could coach, you could coach people and you could teach people, but the guy be teachable. So I was about to say, there's, there's a couple things to unpack there. First is, um, unfortunately, educating people in the trades is is not an easy task and most people are not natural educators no um like like effectively a communicating to someone who is brand new to the industry so many times i've been on a job site in fact i'll, I'll speak from personal experience when i got over into road construction when i when i got hired in a dance i had already been in the construction industry at that point for about three years but that had primarily all been residential work. And so I show up to the job on Monday, you know, running my concrete breaker for dance. And I don't have a fucking clue what I'm doing. Like I'm, I'm back to square one on my knowledge base. Cause this ain't, this ain't res residential. Like this is a whole different animal and I have no idea what the steps are. I don't know where anyone's supposed to be. I don't know where I'm, what I'm supposed you to be doing. You don't really know what you're doing. No, I don't. You're breaking concrete. And, it, and that's with three. And this job sucks. It, absolutely. Oh, God. But that's with <laughs> three years of experience in the industry under my belt, and I'm still clueless. Right. And so to take someone who has zero experience and expect them to somehow know where they're supposed to be at and what the next step is and how you're supposed to prepare for it, those are the situations where you really do need that unique breed of having an educator on your crew or somewhere in the company that can kind of take those guys and walk them through and say, look, here's the process. This is what we're doing. Here's step one. We're going to peel up the old road. Step two, we're going to start prepping our subgrade. Step three, we're going to start uh, laying sand. Step four, we're going to put in edge drain. Step five, here's your stone. Here is the whole process. Now, here's your little part. Right. But when you're not busy with your little part, Think about all those other pieces and think about all the other steps we talked about. How can you assist in those steps? And that's going to get those kids to where they can at least have some sort of, of a feel of what they should be doing. Because I could tell you right now when I was with Dan's, with three years of experience under my belt, I couldn't tell you what I was supposed to be helping out with that would have helped the but job. But that's the old timer, though. He goes, you're going to break concrete. Your job as a laborer at an entry level gets so overlooked Right from the old timer, and he's like, "You're gonna be breaking concrete for days," and he walks away. And then he walks away. But in in your left there, kind of in a blind, like just bouncing up and down, doing your like job. Where? But where am I supposed to start? Where am I supposed to and stop? You don't understand. You're actually the most crucial part of the job because if you don't stay ahead of them, one hundred percent, you work in the rain, the shit, the snow, whatever. Because if you don't do your job at an entry level. That's the most crucial thing that keeps the whole puzzle moving. Yeah. And that was a, that breaker was a prime example. Here I am like literally the tip of the spear for the entire project. <laughs> and I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> right. But that's, I mean, that's how it goes. I mean, but that's the basic skill sets and it's one of the most crucial part of a job. Like, as you get older and you're like, ah, oh, I see why they put me here. Oh, I understand now. So as you advance on from the bullshit job to the next one, like now you realize, oh, hey, 
you keep you're you know you're in charge of the guy that's under you now and you're like hey go over here and keep doing this let me show you and then you get to look at him and go you're gonna break concrete for days don't yep. fucking walk away yep. right <laughs> so and you get to watch the dude bounce up and down right. like is being in the trades on an entry level like it's it's bullshit you do the shit that people don't want to do and you get into the grime of it all you do all the nastiness all the blood sweat and tears like sweat equity man that's you you get to put in like hey we're going to dig this trench for electrician or plumber or excavation and they're like we got to put in 20 feet and we have to go down three feet to make this happen and you're at a labor and you show up out there and you're excited and whatever you're an electrician plumbing excavating whatever you show up with a fucking shovel and a pick thinking yeah this won't take long whatever i go to the gym all day and then you throw your first shovel in the ground and like you barely even chisel out an inch of clay. And you're like, holy shit, dude, this sucks. But you don't realize that you have to get this done in a five hour day to get this job accomplished. And the company's like, it's cheaper for me to ship this guy out for two days and let him dig this bullshit than it is to pull off my production and bring out my experience guys to do this job. So, so you don't understand what you're doing because you're so oblivious and young. Yeah. But you learn how to effectively do the bullshit jobs. So I want to go back to your example because that was a fantastic example of kind of bridging the gap that we've been talking about this whole time. So let's talk about that concrete breaker. So so past generations. <laughs> Why don't you talk about that concrete breaker? I will because I am an expert in the concrete breaker. If you've got a drop hammer concrete breaker. Uh, Brian I will work cringes. magic with that baby. Brian cringes when we see Dan's excavating down right. the road. He oh. just cringes. I've actually I've been wanting to go film that breaker because if you're not running it, it's a badass machine. It is so amazing to watch. It will literally lift the slab of concrete with all of the weight drumming down on it. But when you're running it, it sucks ass. I'd like for you to get a month of oh, video. Oh, God, no. That's mm -mm, mm -mm. nightmares, huh? But let's go back to that example because I think, I think that's a perfect example of kind of the old school mentality and how we can kind of bridge it to the new school. So the old school mentality is you you were the guy on the job that someone walked up and said, you're going to be cutting, you're going to be breaking concrete for days and walks away. You have no direction. You have no idea what you're supposed to be doing. You have no idea you where you start, start stop. Yep. yep. You have no idea. And that's the way it's been for like five generations. You're going to break concrete for days and walk away. And I think now we're at the cusp where you walk over to the guy and say, look, here's your job. You got to break the concrete. And this is why is because you got a hoe chasing you down, loading that concrete into the trucks. And right behind him is the hoe that's cutting clay grade. Yep. And then right behind them is the stone team. Like you're, you're the tip of the spear when it comes to this job. That's why you're doing this. Right. When you see them stop on Friday and you're breaking Saturday, Sunday, yep. you know why <laughs> now, you know why. And then now that you've effectively communicated, by the way, if you decide you ain't coming in on Saturday, don't show up Monday. Cause we already got somebody else on the breaker. Right. So you either commit now or you're out. Right. And once you've communicated all that, that's when you say, you're going to be breaking concrete for days and you walk away. That's the difference between the traditional generation's way of doing it and the way we need to start doing it in the industry is you need to effectively communicate. You need to effectively teach that guy what's going on. And then absolutely, 
I have no, and, and I want to be super clear. I have no issues with the whole hazing, being a low man on the top, the totem pole like you. I, I cherish the days I was a low man on the totem pole just because of the experience I gained and the knowledge I gained during that time. It is one of the most critical, critical times in your career. And this is why, and this is a whole different topic. Yes. This is a whole different topic for a whole other podcast, but that's why I typically will recommend guys don't get into the union right away. Like I said, different topic. I don't want to get into it today, but like that's, that's building blocks. So they got to, they got to show you get your education before the hazing starts, guys, you got to, you know, take these guys kind of under your wing a little bit more like a kid than a brotherhood because of the age gap. So you got to, Kind of show them what they're doing before you start the hazing. Yeah. Take the steps, take the time, you know, have a little education of the tools and what we're using and what these are. They need to learn them. Yeah. But help them. Yeah. There's and then a- as they start getting on the job and get going where they're at, you know, have fun. Yeah. You guys haze a little bit, you know, don't take 100%. it. Don't take it past the point of where you're arming them. You but know, yeah, there's but, a and I should and I should specify there's a difference between like the hazing like you you hear about in colleges where you're physically putting people in harm mm-mm. versus the hazing that happens in the trades is you're gonna do all the bitch work you're gonna do all the shitty shovel work you're gonna you're gonna be the gopher for everything yeah but everyone spent time in that role because that is how you learn in this trade is you know I can sit here and I can talk to you about the process only so much at the end of the day you've got to learn by doing it. And that's and, and by watching it being done and doing those bitch labor jobs is the way you do that. Correct. So so we call it hazing. We think about it as, as hazing, but really it's just that's the bottom of the totem pole. That's where you get your education mm-hmm. from in this industry. So I mean it all it all gets overlooked from being an electrician that you know you're you're laboring for and you're drilling all the holes through the two by four and you're pulling all the wire and the, the more you pull through the studs the harder it gets to be in the labor that's in the plumbing trade for the lead plumber that got the easy job making the big bucks just glue and primer and the fitting and the pipe together you're in front of them digging trench trying to keep in a mud. certain pitch yeah mud covered in mud yeah <laughs> you're you're actually one of the most crucial part of the jobs like you're doing all the bitch work that's the most work he's getting paid for the knowledge of putting it together. So you're not going to get paid a bunch of money to do the bitch work. You're not, you're going to get paid to put the job together. And that's to kind of tie it back to last week's episode where we were talking about about wallowing in the mud. Uh, You know, likewise, when, when you're at the bottom of the totem pole, yes, it sucks and it's okay. It is totally okay to acknowledge that it sucks. Everybody knows it sucks. Just have a good attitude. Have a good attitude. It's all about your attitude. That's going to determine whether you stick it out or you end up quitting by noon. That's right. So, and and it's one of those things. You've got to stick it out. If you're going to go in this industry, you've got to put in the hard work up front. But it, what'd you learn? What'd you learn? Oh, everything. Right. So you learned to move mud at an entry level job. It sucked to do all this. And then all of a sudden, like, let's go to the excavating world. A skid steer is prime example. That's like one of the rookies amateur first machine you get thrown into yep hey go uh go scrape the roads or go pick up this stone or go go get a bucket of material for me right and you you're moving all this over to you learn to take that machine and grade the slop out not understanding right now that you're basically taking that bucket and flatten it out 
kind of compressing the ground together so as it rains you know it's sealed up you don't understand all that as a labor and you're not going to understand like this is stupid now i just created a bunch of work and i got shoveled the damn tracks out right 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 after this sucks but you don't understand the shoveling of the tracks those those tracks can't go on the truck muddy yeah like you don't understand this concept so you effectively learn how to get the mud out whether you're using your hand or you're chiseling it out or you're letting it get hard or going through some water um to you you hone the skid steer before you got on something else you really understood this machine next thing you know your prime skills that you learn in the entry level we just threw that thing in the basement the other day yep. of the rookie machine and here you are effectively as an operator going back to when you started on a skid steer now you're mucking out the basement so we could throw stone and, in uh, it. Yeah, and that was the critical tool that day. That was the the hoe wasn't going to be able to do it. You had to cut accurately to grade. You had to know how to, <clears throat> like Rick was just saying, you know, you have to know how to backtrack the mud and you have to make that. This is going back to the basement we talked about last week uh, in the podcast. Uh, the whole bottom of it was slop. And so we had to cut an accurate grade because we had clean stone that was going in for the footer for the basement. We cannot waste stone. No. How much was that stone? Like sixty five hundred bucks. Yeah, it was just, expensive. just for the stone to go in this footer. And so if we carve out three inches where we should have taken an inch or an inch and a half, all of a sudden now the homeowner's paying ten thousand dollars in stone, and he's real not happy with us. Right. So even though we were using the rookie tool, the skid steer, I mean that was you. The, but you went back to your that was basic the critical steps. machine, and it was the critical. It was it was critical in the way we used that machine to grade. Right. And it was all of the, the education that I got back when I started in the trade Yep, that's being applied now. And so the guys coming into it, they don't get explained that this is a very crucial part of your experiences doing the bullshit and the labor and the rookiness. They don't ever explain to them, put it in perspective, is one day you're going to have to use this. Right. You need to really optimize this opportunity and take advantage of what you're learning because you're going to use this down the road. Like you just think it's bullshit because that boss will take care of it. And that labor or that operator or foreman, you know, they'll just handle it and we'll get through done through the day. Not realizing when you get called up to the plate, because now we need you from, it's like major league baseball. You got T-ball college into the minors and maybe professional. Like as you move up, that's the same thing with the trades. Like, as you get down here and you get better, one day we're going to call upon you to do the same skills you were doing at the beginning. Yep. So it gets overlooked and people, people kind of feel like, oh God, I'm doing this bullshit job and I'm starting at the basic, at the bottom. This sucks. Yeah. It only sucks if you make that attitude. Yeah. Right. And, yep. You know, your attitude's everything. So if you think it sucks, it's probably going to suck. If you're like, ah, you know, it could be worse. I'm having a pretty good day. You're probably going to get through with a smile. Like, yeah. It, it's it's the trade, you and, know. And now let's flip. You know, we've been talking about the the newcomers for a long time. Flip it on its head, and let's talk about the older generation. Specifically, you see it a lot more in the union. Mm -hmm. uh, the whole I'm I've been here long enough. I'm too good to clean tracks. That that mentality. <laughs> That's your job. Oh mm. fuck that that mentality drives me nuts. I'm sorry, but. I will still get out and clean my tracks. I'll still get out and help my laborer. I'll still get out and do all of the bitch work that I had to do when I started because 
Yes. It's it's your responsibility to to help be part of the team too. You but don't the, get, but see they bitch at the young guys for getting on the phone constantly. And you'll see an old timer and he'll get some downtime now. And he's pulling and out it's the phone. your job to not um yell at that guy because it's his turn to work. Right. But you pull the phone out, you got seniority and you flip on your social media app and you're doing all this stuff, but you were just bitching at the young guy. Hey, don't do that. Get off your fucking phone. Right. And move forward. So yeah. I mean, is even the old timers they come complacent when there's this twenty to twenty five year age gap, you need to get out and show these guys. Yep. One hundred. This isn't this is your job, this is my job. Like we are in such a huge hurt in the trades that we're in this together. You know, you go take these jobs on. Everybody's in it together. We need the whole puzzle to work. Truck drivers to labors to the suppliers mechanics. to mechanics to the financial banks to the people with cow. Like we're in this together. It, the trades isn't just like a separate entity. Like we're in this world together. We need everybody. Right. So I think people overlook this, not realizing, you know, man, I could, I could get into the trades and I can make, you know, a couple hundred bucks a day to, you know, I can make a career out of this and take care of my family and my life. Like, I think it just gets overlooked. And I think the communication from the old timer to the you, the new guys, like there's, there's gotta be some middle ground here. Everybody just, just gotta work together and get through it. Yeah. Um, the, the, the big hurdle I see now is, so we've already talked about kind of the communications gap, um, and how the, the trades do need to kind of also walk towards the center on that one. The, the big problem that I don't see a, a solution to quickly is the, the way this country pushes higher education. We've got to somehow get into these high, high schools and get in front of these guidance counselors. Well, they need us there in the trades. Yeah. They need us to go like the college day, right? When there's yes. a college day. Yeah. Why isn't the trades there with the college with big banners and billboards? Like it's sad that we don't teach financial education we don't put up on big billboards all we see is get a degree earn so 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 money this is what life you live like right. it's smoke and mirrors why not put up the realistic video of what you could do what you're afford and no college debt yeah like there's got to be some kind of social media platform and there's got to be on college day platforms like where the trades are there like they do have trades that are in high school and you get depicted as a uh, curricular activity now it's so rare now right it's so rare like when we were doing it it was everywhere oh, yeah. now you, it's yeah. very rare you but had shop class you yeah. had uh oh, what the fuck <laughs> all the they basic call it? the basic stuff is like dwindling away skill center that's what yeah. they called it yeah where you'd actually go and take <laughs> half a day and work on a framing crew and stuff but it you know it it's just basic basic information that's not getting out there to these young kids thinking the college is the only way and if I can't go to college, I'm going to just live with mom and dad, right? And mom and dad will take care of it for a while. But there's other alternatives. And, you know, trade school used to be frowned upon, right? Like getting into the trades was like, there you go, stepchild. Yeah. Off you go. Now it's like, we need those people. We need them to come in and just really That's suck the it crazy up and thing. get in here. That's the crazy thing about it, though, is 
to a degree, we recognize that. We don't, though. It's that elephant in the room. No but, one wants yeah, to talk I, about it. I still talk to kids all the time <laughs> that are saying, I want to do this, but my teachers, my guidance counselors, Correct. my parents are all telling me I have to go to college. And it's like, why but the I had, fuck are we I struggling had a teacher so hard tell with me this? I wasn't going to amount to nothing. And I told them, I'm just waiting to graduate high school and get this out of my way. I knew right. I was going in the trades. So that's the difference. So as I grew up with the experience and outdoing these trades, knowing that you can make a living. Right. They're not pushing and showing these people. Like the closest person we had was Mike Rowe. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's gotta happen, man. We got to start getting to these young kids. We got to start bombing them with information, letting them know there's more to life than just college. Right. right. Um, I don't know. I think, I think that pretty well buttons this up in all honesty. Like, yeah. I think that's a great stopping point. It's just at, at the end of the day, both sides of this equation need to take some steps towards middle ground. It's not just the trades. Likewise, it is not just the newer generations. It is a combination effort on both and everyone needs to kind of meet in that middle ground. And then as far as the college issue goes, like that's just, that's just an ongoing issue in this country and, and like i said earlier it's it's really global I, i've talked to guys over in england i've talked to guys in australia uh they're all suffering from the same thing just secondary education needs to stop being touted as the only way to be successful and uh and the trades are are where you go if you can't hack it in that world get after it, man get involved ask questions get a hold of us like there's so many ways for you guys to get involved. There's so much misinformation that you're just grasping at. Like there's answers for your questions. Yeah, there, there 100%. is. 100%. So, well, thanks for following along, guys. We're going to wrap this uh, this episode of, of Sweat and Grime up. And we will catch you guys next week. You guys have a good one. Bye.